Hey, this is Clark, and you're listening to the Paler Hacks Podcast. This week, Reed Davis is making his return, uh, talking about a topic we coined metabolic chaos. This is when there's so many other things affecting the whole. Um, it's hard to really identify, let's just say with weight for instance, what's making you gain weight or what's making you not being able to lose the last 10 pounds. We have to address everything as a whole. And that's what Reed does and has been doing with over, I think he has 10,000 hours, 10,000 clients or some preposterous number of people. So he's seen it all and there's no problem he can't fix. He's the last line of defense with a lot of these health conditions. So we really crack into, if you've tried diets, if you've tried exercise, if you've tried supplements, what else is there? And uh, we talk about it in this episode, how to get the tests, how to work with people to that really know what they're doing to make health changes um, once and for all. PaleoHacks.com is the place to be with our archives, blog, recipes. And then if you want to get a hold of me, I'm everywhere at Clark Dangerous. That's O-U-S. Get on the mailing list at ClarkDanger.com. Stay up to date. That's it for announcements. Without further ado, please enjoy my very informative, lively conversation with Reed Davis. Yeah, we'll do video too. Is that? Oh, yeah. Do I? Does my hair look all right? It looks perfect. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Paleo Hackers, my next guest is nutritional therapist and the founder of the ever popular Functional Diagnostics Nutrition Course, Reed Davis. Thanks for coming on, my man. Hey, thank you, sir. It's just a real pleasure to be here, Clark. Amazing to be back with the Paleo Gang. Yeah, round three it is. Um, yeah. Yeah, the years fly by, man. I can't like, believe unbelievable. that. Unbelievable. Yeah. I just, you haven't, you haven't gained a day in age. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I'll take that. Not a, We were talking before the call about our bikes, our motorcycles, and then I, I put mine down for the first time yesterday when it was raining. So, it happens. Yeah. If I keep going like that, maybe I'll age a whole, uh, <laughs> quite a bit, when, uh, depending on how bad it is. So, Well, hey, um, I'm excited for this call. I know you have a lot of experience, yeah, not just working with people, but working with professionals and training them on how to train people, which is really unique. So I'm excited to get into that and your experience with all of it. But um, before we start really dissecting it for the person listening right now and how they can apply all these tests and really upgrade their health to the next level, I'm curious about why you're so passionate about this. How did you start getting into health and wellness and, and what you're doing now? Hey, good question. You know, I actually came out of the environmental law field. And so back in the early 90s, I was doing saving the planet. You know, I've been, you know, we did recycling. We saved the birds and the bees and the trees and the water and the air. And it's always been a passion of mine is to save the planet and do something good for the for the world. You know, I, I care about my health and what I'm breathing and eating and drinking and, and all these things. So I was in that field. You know, I'm actually a, a paralegal in the, with the environmental law specialist. Specialty, and I worked in that field for a long time. And then I just sort of ended a job situation. I had a company with 60 people. And again, we were saving the world. That was my mission. And I just, something dawned on me to switch to 
save people instead. Just hmm. work with people. So I went to a, a local chiropractic office where my high school athlete son was getting treated, and I met Dr. Leilani Vidal, who invited me to come in and and network and, and work with her to do corporate wellness. So I came out of the corporate world, so it was a natural fit to start my my uh, my health space. You know, working with people in that arena, and it just it just snowballed. You know, I, I actually went back to school and uh, got my nutritional therapy certificate and started working in her office, running the office, helping people, and I wasn't really satisfied with my training or the, the the way you know medicine was at the time and i spent the next uh well that's what i've done since the late 90s so almost 20 years here pretty soon and i did what i am famous for just to wrap it up is i ran more labs than anybody once i discovered the power of running labs and then going back to the person because we remember i wasn't a doctor so I couldn't diagnose and treat anything specific. I didn't, and I didn't want to just sell supplements. Oh, maybe you know, get them off drugs, get them on supplements. Now that's not a bad thing to do. But I didn't just want to do. I really wanted to know what's wrong with these people. I found out that they were on this cycle. They'd already seen eight people. That blew my mind. That they're walking into what's well, now my clinic. I take a proprietary interest in everything, and they're walking in my clinic saying, "I've already seen five people. I still have headaches and tiredness, and fatigue, and bad skin." And I'm overweight and I don't have a good sex life and my my and my neck hurts, you know. So there was chiropractic, we had acupuncture, we had the nutrition, and it's just been a long, wonderful road of discovery. Yeah. I want to touch on uh the people you've worked with, because that's amazing. You ran a lot of labs and so you didn't just come and see people and hope hope things work. You really got in there and saw what did work and what didn't work from a testing level. Um, how many people would you say you, you ran tests on in your career? Originally, like 10, I gave up counting at about 10,000. Yeah. And that seems like an awful lot. Like people try to do the math and stuff. You have to remember that the clinic was open three days, and the rest of the time, I was out in the field marketing myself. I was doing screenings. I had a bone density testing machine. Uh, our mutual friend, Sean Croxton, always laughs about how he took over my bone density testing route once I went into teaching this. And uh, it, so you got to in front of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people yeah. per week, you know. And so then I would just, take the next step but you, you know bone density test well hey let's check your hormones out so i ran tests on over 10,000 people and i was able to get some of them to actually do something and then i made my own observations about who was getting well who wasn't what was working you know and all kinds of things so i made a lot of discoveries and observations of my own did you see the here. have you seen the pursuit of happiness yeah, with Will Smith. Yeah, did they, was it one of those machines he's selling? Yeah, it was similar, similar. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And then you know, Sean and I always laugh about that. But yeah, but uh, you know, I was I had a route. I had thirty stores where I had a route. It was I don't know if you know San Diego. We had these uh, Henrys, and they're now called Sprouts. Yeah. So and they're huge, but yeah, they're just a natural sort of family-owned health and wellness type grocery store. And um, they they let me do whatever I wanted. I had a really valuable service. Yeah. And so um, that was back in the day. So uh, running 10,000 tests and, you know, being in the field and working with so many different people, what were the common issues that kept popping up over and over and over again? 
Well, good question. And, you know, there's a certain demographic that would show up for the bone density test. They're obviously women. And so there were women like, you know, 45, 55, and 65. And what I dis- I discovered some neat things about bone density, by the way. But so it was mostly those women, and that became my my demographic, older women, and who had concerns. Now, what I noticed was not, the, a lot of the ones that had bone density problems also had other issues. They were fighting with their hormones. They were going through menopause too early. They were overweight. They were tired. They were fatigued. They weren't sleeping well. They had low libido. They had all these other problems. And so... The same original couple tests, like, you know, once we got past the, the bone density screening, it had a real Accudexa machine. You could look that up. Amazing, high quality, very accurate machine. Um, I was sort of upselling them, if you will, to, well, let's check your hormones and your digestion and detoxification systems with a couple simple, you know, saliva, urine. Here's a couple of kits. Take them home. You send in the samples, specimens to the lab. I'll get the results and I'll work with you. And I was working so far out from my where my uh, office was, I just started naturally creating that distance coaching relationship with thousands of people, you know, all over Southern California. And so I was running the labs and then going over the results on the phone and I would do obviously get their history and what are their com- other complaints. So we weren't just working on bones anymore. Matter of fact, my original website is called Bones and Hormones. Because they're intimately connected. Hmm. And so people came to me for one problem, like, oh, my, I have low bone density, or I'm worried about low bone. I don't want to lose my good bones. And I, well, let's check your hormones, and then let's check digestion, and let's check these other things. And found out that by getting them on a program to improve their bones, it helped their hormone balance. It helped their digestion. It helped their bodies detoxify. They started paying attention. They started going to the gym and you know, maybe coming to see the chiropractor or going to a local one. And they just to they just got into wellness. So my my goal or vision of going from saving the planet, the environment, to saving people instead, it's just that kind of a, a mentality. You know, very passionate drive to just help people. Yeah. And and so the things I noticed about that would help them with one problem help them with a lot of other problems. So I realized I wasn't just working on any one area. We were actually working on everything in their body at the same time hmm. with our lifestyle uh, approach. Yeah, so when you started fixing one thing, everything else fell into place. Um, yeah, yeah. I remember last call you were talking about how people are suffering from the big five, or maybe that was Dr. Kayla. She said they're they're stressed, depressed, fatigue, overweight, and female hormones or something. That was Dr. Kalish's approach. Sure, um, yeah, great. Yeah. Something, something like that. I know you handle all those same issues. Um, we, we, I look at hormones, immune system, digestion, detoxification, energy production, and the nervous system. So it's six. Mm-hmm. It, it spells H-I-D-D-E-N. So hidden. Okay. And these things are generally hidden. And the, the reason you have the problem can be hidden. So I love the acronym H-I-D-D-E-N. Makes it easy to remember. Hormone, immune, digestion, detoxification, energy production, and nervous system. So, um, But you know what? It resolves the same issues. Like Dan is a buddy of mine. We both uh, cut our teeth here with Dr. Uh, Bill Timmons at BioHealth. And you know he worked on the coast. I work, work a little bit more inland in the San Diego area. So same demographic, same problems, and a very, very similar approach. Yeah. 
so when you're addressing those uh, hidden problems or the common things, people come to you that say, read, I'm overweight or read, I'm depressed, I'm stressed, I can't sleep, I have female ho- hormone problems. What's, yeah. the, what's the first thing you do? Where's your go-to with those people? Well, I, I actually try to get people to give me one main complaint. Like, what is the one thing that really bothers you the most? If I had a magic wand, what's that one thing? Because then we can start to see what it means to them. People won't do anything about it if they're not motivated. Mm-hmm. And so they got to really take ownership of that. Okay, my main complaint is I'm overweight or I have migraine headaches. Well, how often does it bother you? Because if they say their main complaints migraines and it only bothers them once a year, they're not going to do anything about that. But if it's twice a week or three times a week, so so frequency of their main complaint is very important. Now, also, how long has it been going on? Because if it just started a month ago, they still won't be motivated enough yet to do anything about it. But if it's been going on for two years, like you know, three times a week or five times a week for two years, well, that's all wrong. There's nothing right about that. So, you know, you're starting to build the idea here that maybe this person is actually going to do something about this. Now, another important thing is what else have you tried? And again, my original sort of mission was, man, I want to be the last guy that people have to come and see. They've already seen five or eight or even 12 people, spent thousands of dollars and stuff, which blew my mind. So. You know, what's your main complaint? One or maybe two things. Then how often does that bother you? Frequency is important. How long has it been going on? Usually it's a long time uh, before they're motivated. And then, of course, what have you tried? And they usually tried mostly palliative things. In other words, symptom relieving only. So they tried this therapy and that therapy and this medication and that supplement. Different lotions, potions, powders and pills or even modalities. And each one. Even if they did diet and they did, uh, you know, exercise, diet and exercise are the two most frequently uh, recommended behaviors. But even that, they're still in that cycle of trying another thing. And I had to find a way to stop that cycle. And, and you know, and, and I, I realized there was a gap. There was some things being left out of their investigative um methodology you know they weren't even using the system they're just i'll try anything right so you know back to the the you know questions there um getting to you know how does this affect your life that's the that's the critical component if you have um if someone says oh i have migraines even if it's three times a week it's going on for two years and they've tried medication standing on their head yoga exercise stuff like that if it doesn't if they i say well how does it affect your life you know how does that make you unhappy oh i'm fine oh it doesn't i i've just learned to live with it you know well that's a person needs a crack in the head you know because you you're not supposed to live like that yeah. that's all wrong and so just getting people to realize wow this really does screw with my life i you make them think about i don't play with the kids like i used to i can't you know stay awake for whatever the problem is it's going to have some way that it makes you unhappy yeah and you will not be happy if you're unhealthy that's like you can't they're in you can't have poor health and be happy with it that's amazing what our our pain tolerance is with ourselves um, I think we become immune and we can, speaking from experience, you know, suppress a lot of things and, and we can live with the same conditions that make us unhappy for a, a unfathomable amount of time, decades even. Yeah. And, or, yeah, lifetimes are wasted. Right, right. Yeah. And, 
and I, f- I feel too like there's a lot of people from my experience. You know, I'm not a I'm not an FDN practitioner. I don't really work one on one with people anymore. But mm-hmm. um, getting the emails and being kind of a sounding board for a lot of uh, health complaints doing this job, like a lot of people are struggling with the weight, and they've tried five or six different diets. And they're bumping into walls and they're ready for real change, but they get all excited about this new uh, diet number A and then it drops them when it doesn't work in 30 days or what have you. And then they beat themselves up even more and say nothing's going to work. And then they go for diet B and the same thing happens and they beat themselves up and nothing's going to work. So what about those cases? Uh, Maybe people who have come to you and they've tried uh, multiple diets and they're still trying to lose the weight and they're discouraged. You're the last guy they go see. Reed, what do we do with those people? Where do you start with them? Well, I start, like I just said, with the history, but I am a guy that runs labs. I want to see some blood, saliva, urine, and stool, and I want to look for healing opportunities. Remember what we just said, Clark. I'm not diagnosing or treating anything specifically. But there are clues that can be uh, revealed through that process about what needs to be fixed. Now, hopefully, those things we can identify are close to the underlying cause. And sometimes the underlying cause is elusive. Like, we may never know, except through a process of doing a behavior and then looking backwards, kind of poking and prodding. And you you have to be ready to adjust the formula, so to speak. Uh, It's kind of like sailing a ship. You know, there's currents in the water. There's the wind differences and things. There's no power boating to health. You know, you have to be willing to um, zigzag a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then you discover in the process what was wrong. So there's no lab right now. We're 50 years away from a lab that you, you pee in a cup here, oh, here's everything wrong with you. Oh, we've identified every possible thing. That lab does not exist. And again, it won't happen in my lifetime. Hmm. But we have found out, you know, there are some um, you know, well-chosen labs that give us clues about dysfunction that can actually be very far removed from the actual symptoms. So let's. I can give you an example if you want, but people show up with a t- traditionally reliable cluster of symptoms. Like we all know what thyroid symptoms are. You're going to have uh, thinning hair, cold extremities, maybe some numbness. You're going to have constipation. You're going to be tired and fatigued, and you're going to be overweight, and you can't get rid of it. Think, oh, that sounds like thyroid. See, we predict based on a cluster of symptoms. You make a prediction, and then you might even say, well, I'm going to run a thyroid test and find out that thyroid production is low. For some reason, thyroid levels are low. Oh, yep, boy, I nailed it. Pat myself on the back. I found your problem. It's thyroid. And so here's some something to support your thyroid or even medication just to replace the missing thyroid. And what I'm going to say to you is that you might get some relief in that person. But have you really found the underlying cause? The answer is very often no. As a matter of fact, I bet you eight times out of 10, the answer is no. Hmm. You and and so you haven't done a bad thing. You just haven't done enough to change that person's health. Yeah. And so now the the chain of events back to the original cause is convoluted. It's you know complex. That's where I came up with that term that you've heard me use: metabolic chaos. You know there just is influences on the body that 
make the operating system that runs us, that we run on, malfunction. Mm. You know, your computer gets viruses and it runs slow. And we're kind of like that. We get interferences, things that throw systems out of balance, you know, loss of homeostasis. That can have an effect upon another system, which loses homeostasis. But that can affect another system. And pretty soon there's a system that fails and produces symptoms. But it may not be the critical system that is really failing underneath the whole thing. So that is it always involves a process. There's yeah. no one test you can run. So metabolic chaos then would be what you consider when there's multiple systems kind of interfering with each other. And uh, maybe it's a gut issue that impacts your mood or maybe it's a stress issue that's impacting your gut and it all is interconnected. Yes, Okay. It's it's a state that exists because of hidden complexities in metabolism. You know, if you look at us as an orchestration of metabolic processes, it's an orchestration. Now, it's running on an innate program, uh, the same thing that programmed the universe, programmed us. Every cell has that program that's supposed to be running. A uh, cell doesn't have to be taught what its job is. It's supposed to just do it. If you if it has the right environment, it will do, and the right uh, feeding, let's mm-hmm. say support, uh, it will run that program, and it should stay in balance. You know, every every system has a range that it's comfortable in, and it can be, get pushed around a little bit, but it'll come back to normal, quote unquote normal, uh, usually. But when we're um, we, we also, besides these complexities in metabolism that I've been describing, there are very underappreciated influences from the environment. I mean, it's really bad in some ways. And so remember, my background was environmental law. I, I studied the environment from about 1950 forward. Um, that's all the real history we have of pollution and, and things. Um Really good history and and the science behind it and things and 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 actually the environment is better than it was in some ways back in the '60s, but it's bad and there are more and more things being introduced all the time into our food supply, our air supply, our water supply, stuff like that. So these underappreciated uh, uh, influences from the environment, um, let's say, screw with <laughs> metabolic efficiency, and it creates chaos because again. Um, it doesn't just affect one area. Like you might breathe something bad and all of a sudden you're choking. Oh, it's I have a lung problem. But no, those chemicals get into the body. They can affect um, every cell, every tissue, every organ, mm-hmm. every system in, uh, in hidden ways that you're not even aware of. And then they manifest, again, downstream as symptoms. And so that's uh, – I'm just using the term metabolic chaos now. It's my one and only diagnosis for every person. Huh. Okay. You, you know, it's not – you know, I, I don't di- – I'm not a doctor. I'm not licensed to diagnose. Matter of yeah. fact, I'm anti-diagnosis. So I don't want to diagnose you. You already got four. You just want another one? Yeah. <laughs> you right. know, no, I want to fix what's wrong if possible, if we can – uncover some opportunities for healing um and that's you know but we just write it off to metabolic inefficiencies and uh imbalances and chaos in that respect so what are some uh tests that you run to get down to it uh what are your favorite you know favorite uh must-have tests that you throw on someone who's having metabolic chaos 
Yeah. Well, I want to look at, again, the H-I-D-D-E-N. So I want to look at hormones and the immune system and digestion and detoxification. Believe it or not, you could cover those four things to some degree. You can get some clues with just two tests, a saliva test that gets all the hormones and a urine test that gets, uh, you know, digestive markers, uh, excessive um, toxicity. It'll actually a direct measurement of liver function. Hmm. I mean, without liver functioning properly, if it's congested, that will show up in a urine test. And if your liver's congested, you can extrapolate a little bit. Hmm, what are the other detoxifying organs? Could they be just as dysfunctional? Um, the, the kidneys, the colon, the uh, lymph system, your skin is a detoxifying organ, your lungs obviously are detoxifying organs. So we find people with congested livers, which is what we measure, and we get clues from other ways, um, like symptoms or like history or like, uh, you know, again, just observation um, that, well, you, you have a detox problem. You know, you're not detoxing very well. Right. Anyway, so you can only, remember, there's no test that's like perfect. This is the test. I've been in this long enough to realize that all a lot of these new tests coming out are great intellectually. Um, academically, people are making a name for themselves with some of these labs, and I appreciate them and I use them. But um, it doesn't change your protocol a lot. Your protocol is still going to be Diet and rest and exercise and stress reduction and supplements are D-R-E-S-S. Hmm. I guess you know by now I like acronyms. <laughs> but the solution the solution is behavior and habits and cleaning yourself up. Again, I, I'm not a doctor. I can't treat anything specifically. But I can treat everything, everything non-specifically with a program. And people live that program and they – they adopt it, and they it's it's like the old uh, you know teach a man to fish. You feed him for a lifetime. Yeah, tell people what to watch out for. Absolutely, and so I like the emphasis though is still like there's no uh, even though you get your numbers back like your thyroid hormones low, you know you still have to go in and clean up your lifestyle, and and that all has to follow. And so even though you get all these tests, you can spend all the money on the world and testing and, and, and whatchamacallit, and it's great to have the data, but if you're not doing something with it, if you're not taking the actions you need with it, it's not going to solve itself. Yes, which is why, by the way, as a side note, that we integrate so perfectly with people who do have serious medical conditions. There are people who are broken. There's brokenness. In other words, it's beyond metabolic chaos. It's something's like dead, you know, like some function. It's not going to work in them ever. And uh, for instance, someone had a gallbladder removed, you know, or something, you know, parts missing. Yeah. You can't replace missing parts. So there are people with these um, voids in vitality. We, we call them vital voids or weak links in metabolism. They're voids in metabolism. Now, they could be really sick. But that's what makes our program so perfect to, to support those people as they're getting medical treatment. And so we're, we're the doctor-friendly program. I'm not anti-anything um, except for unnecessary stuff like yeah. and, and just, you know, just taking drugs, not good. But if you have to and then you clean everything else up around the edges of that thing, sometimes that thing disappears. Yeah. I've had diagnosed conditions – Fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, irritable bowel, you name it, go away. Hmm. 
Wow. Just, just disappear. Yeah. Now others with, I mean, if you have Ebola virus, you better go right to an emergency room. <laughs> right. If you're bleeding out of your eye sockets, don't, yeah. I'm, I'm not the guy for you. Don't go to read. So for, I guess for the rest of the call, then we can kind of say, uh, we don't have to preface everything with saying like, yeah, so clean up your diet and reduce your stress. Let's just yeah, assume everyone, done. everyone listening is going to do that first. And we'll talk about testing and supplements. Um, okay. So I, I, because it's really fascinating. I want to dive into this, but of course, everyone at home, if you're listening or watching this, just know that it's it's diet first, reduce stress, all the stuff we talk about on every other show. Um, so going in now towards like testing, you mentioned that there's two tests uh, that people can run that'll that'll kind of pretty much give you a snapshot of what they need to work on. How does someone go about ordering those tests or doing those tests? Well, you do need someone who has an account at the lab, and myself and the hundreds and hundreds of people I've trained all have access to those labs, or, or we provide access to you. Um, there's also some consumer, what they call direct-to-consumer. Matter of fact, I have a direct-to-consumer company as well. But um, you know, if if people are interested, uh, they could go to my website. Find a drop-down list of practitioners. It's functionaldiagnosticnutrition.com, and there is a list of practitioners on there. Any one of them can get you the lab work, like that saliva and urine test. By the way, I, I run more than just two labs on someone. What I was saying was if you want to look at hormone, immune, digestion, detoxification, two labs could give you a peek. They can give you a good window um, into those areas of dysfunction. Now, if you're a broken down old house, you know, in terms of your health, you might want to look in the attic and basement too. Yeah. You know, so we'd want to run uh, something, you know, on the uh, neurotransmitters or something. Might want to look at um, the bowels, you know, more deeply and look for pathology and things like that. And people can self treat for that. So I, I really like running about five labs on every person. Okay. But uh, yeah, so, so, um, you know, I'm happy to go over that if you want. Yeah, no, I, I, before we get into that, you know, some people, um, I know labs, they cost money. They're not free. It's an investment in your health. And yeah. some people out there are on a tight budget or maybe yeah. they don't have, like they can barely afford their organic food. Um, what can a couple labs solve a lot of or give you a snapshot about a lot of the issues they have? And are they very expensive? Yes. Well, the truth is you don't have to run labs. You know, the, the, the remember the remedy that we use is a, a very specific behavior program. We like it to be guided by lab work, but it can be guided by other observations. For one thing, there are some really good intake forms, you know, questionnaires. You can get clues from questionnaires. Questionnaires very often go beyond the subjective. I mean, you want to avoid questionnaires that are only subjective. How do you feel? But if they ask you other questions about, you know, do your ears turn red when you eat meat? That's not subjective. That's objective. Hmm. Do you belch after you eat fatty foods? That's objective. So the the one of the problems with a lot of questionnaires is they're very subjective. But if you get into the better ones, they'll they'll have you looking at things. Go look in the mirror and tell me if your eyes are dilated. You know, within, in, in, in when it was be ordinary light room, you know, so they should be actually closed, right? But, well, that's an objective observation. And that's why the labs are cool. They give you objectivity. Look like you might um, feel like crap 
And look, here's what, you know, here it is showing up on paper. It's amazing the correlation we get between what's on the paper. Yeah. But I never, never, never treat the paper. It's why, it's why in, in a way, uh, there's certain people, I don't want to teach them the lab work. Hmm. And the reason is they'll treat the paper. They'll use it as a way to sell supplements. Oh, look here, you need to buy this. You know, And we never do that. We are yeah. anti, we don't treat just the symptoms, but we also don't treat just the paperwork. Yeah. Uh, which a lot of people do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so that's fascinating with those kind of objective questionnaires. Do you have any that you? Uh, I have one. Yeah, I've, I've, you know, we, we actually have everybody fill out three forms. It takes about a half an hour, but uh-huh. that's that's what it costs. You know, it costs you half an hour to to give us what we need to help you. And so one is called the metabolic <laughs> chaos scorecard. Another one's called the adrenal stress causes form. Another is just a medical history form, which we use to get background. And sometimes we refer out to doctors. Hmm. And, and it's nice to refer with here's a couple lab results. Here's what we got the person doing so far. And doctors love that when we have got them on a grounding, holistic grounding program, like our Dress for Health Success program, and a couple objective markers and a good medical history. So they can look at that referral as wow, here's a non-licensed practitioner who knows how to communicate with me. You know, like that's what I need. And then that person, the, the our client, but it, it'll be their patient, uh, is going to be, you know, kind of in between and, and able to negotiate the two. They won't find us fighting with their doctor. And we always hope that their doctor doesn't, that appreciates and respects what we do. Yeah. And it's all, you know, if you if you keep in mind, the purpose is to serve the client and the doctors have the purpose is to serve the patient. If the patient's well-being is, you know, at the pinnacle of concern, then we're both we're on the same page. Yeah. Everything should be fine. So do you have any stories or kind of testimonials that come to mind of people who were having metabolic chaos or maybe they were having one of those symptoms we were talking about if they're stressed, yeah. fat, overweight, oh, yeah. uh, depressed, and, and going through your tests and then how did they solve it and how they felt after? I, I always, I always it's, yeah, I have tons of stories. Um, and uh, I always go back to this, one of the first ones that made me feel like I actually had accomplished something. Uh, and it was very, very early. Like as soon as I get into this work, I really didn't know what I know now. But I just knew that treating symptoms and treating paperwork was wrong and not what I wanted to do. So we had a lady come in the office and she was seeing uh, Dr. Videl, a chiropractor. And I was just walking her back to the treatment room. And sometimes I would give her some trigger point therapy, myofascial release kind of a thing. You know, before she got her adjustment, I'd leave her on a heat pack, let the doctor know she was waiting. And the doc would go in and do the adjustment. So, but, and that was a lot of my rapport was <laughs> built up around, around that. But um, so she wasn't my client yet. Uh, but I, I asked her, "What you, know, you seem down? You're you're, you're depressed. What, what's the deal?" She, you know, it's the, and she just looks. She goes, "It's this forty pounds I'm carrying. I'm really depressed about it, you know." And I said, "Well, you know, do, do you go to the gym or you know what what are you what are you doing about it?" She goes, "Oh, I can't do anything. It's the medication I'm on." Hmm. And I said, "Well, why are you on the medication?" She goes, "Well, I get the hives, like big red blotches." If I don't take the medication um, and, and I even get the same red, even on the medication, I can't take a hot shower and I can't even exercise to the point of sweat. So I can't really do, those things. It, 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 you know, and so she goes and 
And uh, I've been on the medication for two years, and I told the doctor the other day that you know I'm really depressed being overweight. And he said, look, lady, you got two choices. You can be fat or you can have the hives. Take your pick. And if you're really feeling bad about it, I can write a prescription for some antidepressants. You yeah. know, so she was just like feeling in that lost play. And I said, I said, well, did anyone ever try to figure out why you get the hives? And man, her head snapped around like, like what? I go, well, did anyone try to figure out why you get the hives? And so we, you know, to, to finish the story up quickly, uh, we ran a couple tests, found out exactly why she got the hives. Hmm. And within two weeks, she didn't have the hives anymore and was working to the point of perspiration, no hives. And... She was um, taking hot showers, which she hadn't had a hot shower in two years because she got the, you know, she took warm shower. But you know what I'm trying to say? So, yeah. so I've seen lives just miraculously. And she got off her medication within two weeks, told her doctor, I, I just, I'm not taking this anymore. Why was and she getting the hives? A month later, month later, she'd lost 13, 14 pounds. Wow. What? So what? what so, yeah, go ahead. Well, she had, uh, again, metabolic chaos. And one of the, remember, there are things that contribute to metabolic chaos, and you need to find out what they all are. One of the major things was something dietary with her. She was eating food that was contributing to metabolic chaos, you know, part of a inflammatory cascade that would, would give her the hives. But she didn't – what happens is there's things having to do with the um, – inflammatory cascade let's call it um where it doesn't other things can start to trigger it and pretty soon you're just kind of ruined so you you it's not just one test yeah. oh i got off i quit eating eggs and now i'm better i mean we do have that happen sometimes but most of the time there's other dysfunction you you know and, and so there were contributors to metabolic chaos that we were able to identify we were able to clean up diet and you know, get her going to bed on time, and actually uh, doing some a little bit of exercise. And again, the stress reduction—the biggest stressor for her probably was food at the time, but there was a few other things. And then you know, we, I mean, she didn't even have to take any supplements at that hmm. time. It was, but you know, eventually we got her on a, you know, you, you get people feeling better over a hump. Now they really want to. They realize that their health is the most important thing there is, and they'll never be happy without health. Yeah. So it was mostly an inflammation issue for her. Sounds like. It was. It was a uh, immune system reaction. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Man, Reed, we're almost out of time. This is amazing. Oh, really? Yeah, this one's flying by. Uh, hey, I got another one for you really quick. Yeah, go for I it. I had the same thing. I had a lady who was uh, calling me up, had no money. And she um, was couldn't work. She didn't have no money because she couldn't keep a job because she was in her bedroom with a pillow over her head in the dark five days a week with with excruciating migraine. You know what they the the worst they get kind of a thing. And same kind of a thing. We we just I basically donated my time, had her you know scrape up a little bit of money for some lab work, and got her straightened out. And um, no more. No more migraines and hmm. and back to work and slowly but surely things like that. I've had kids that were um, being kicked out of school because of ADD, ADHD. The I've had a, a, a elementary school principal email me and say, "What are, do you have Billy on? Like, what do you give him?" <laughs> 
you know, we gave him a better life lifestyle. We gave him a better diet. We got him doing things at home to get rid of energy. You know, it's like we didn't give him anything. He kid wasn't taking any supplements, medication, nothing. Yeah. But see, I've seen, oh man, so many, so many things like that. Yeah. That's really amazing. And so people are hearing these stories and they're like, all right, Reed's the last line of defense. How do I, how do I do these tests, Reed? Um, where's the best place they can go? What's their call to action? You know, we have our website. It's uh, functionaldiagnosticnutrition.com. There's a drop down list of practitioners who I've trained. There's, um, uh, if, if anyone wants a copy of my ebook, I'll give it to you for free. But you have to text, and you can do it right now. You have to text this number, and uh, they can write it down. I guess this will be recorded 802 467 0057. Text the word paleo to that number. And we'll send you a free ebook. It's called Dress for Health Success, and it explains metabolic chaos and what you can do about it. It's it's a good read. It it really will give you things to do. You won't have to hire anybody, but it, it'll it'll lead you in the right direction if you want to work with a professional. Yeah. And again, it's eight zero two four six seven zero zero five seven. Good plot in that book. Plot twists. <laughs> It's just a, it's just about helping yourself. Yeah. This is a self-help program. It's yeah. I don't want you dependent on me. I want you to I want to teach the man to fish. Right. Absolutely. Teach him to fish. Reed, phenomenal call. Thank you so much for your time and uh all you do. Well, they'll be sure to text that number. Um functionaldiagnosticnutrition.com. Um how can people if they are curious, maybe their next level, they've gotten healthy and they want to help others. What's your training program that you put people through? Give us a little bit about that. Yeah, you know, it's it's a very uh, it, it's intensive. Or uh, people tell me they weren't they weren't quite ready for that. You know, it's a good six months of four or five hours a week of study. You're going to study physiology behind the laboratory work. You're going to learn the laboratory work. You're going to learn how to interpret the labs based on the individual so that we never treat the paper. It's always correlating with the person. I'm going to teach you clinical correlation skills so that you really know how to do this. Um, avoid diagnosing and treating anything specific. You're looking for uh, the healing opportunities in the lab. So I'll teach you a good handful of critical labs I think everyone needs to run to get the biomarkers to, to hack what's going on. Now, also the lifestyle program, the Dress for Health Success program, the customizing a diet and rest and exercise and stress reduction and supplementation program. And I'm not a supplement salesman. I don't have my own line. I don't, I don't want to have my own line. But I know a few things about supplements. So I can teach you that part of the business as well. So it's a complete program. People take my program and they just become an FDN practitioner. They might have been a personal trainer, a health coach, or nutritionist, but they go, I'm going straight FDN. Others, they blend it into what they do. So there's something of tremendous value there. And of course, you do get the lab work. So everyone loves it for that reason. Hmm. I don't want you signing up just for that because it's not a blow through weekend course. You know, it's like a lot of weekends of studying. But you'll appreciate it. Everyone tells me they just they really appreciate what they learned and can use it on themselves for the rest of life. And that alone would be worth the price of admission. But having it to be able to do and having a business model. Remember, you're just gonna, you can follow my business model. I also have an association now of other FDNs. We're called the Association of FDN Professionals, and we're networking and teaching each other. Um, how were you successful? Because not everyone is going to buy a bone density machine and go out there and and test ten thousand people. Right. You know, and back then, the internet wasn't 
what it is. I still had it. I mean, I remember having a pager yeah. on my hip doing yeah. this work. So, you know, there's lots of neat ways to do it. We're all networking with each other. There's 2,000 practitioners in 50 countries. Wow. Phenomenal read. Uh, FunctionalDiagnosticNutrition.com. Uh, thanks, sure. so, thanks so much for coming on, Reed. Phenomenal show. Metabolic Chaos. And uh, yeah, enjoy the bike riding, my man. All right, you too. All right, till next time. Okay. There you go. Reed Davis, everyone. Fascinating call. I love getting into the nitty gritties of data recently, of testing for things. This is something I'm getting increasingly uh, interested and passionate about. And I spoke to Reed after the call, and I might be doing the FDN training. Uh, it's been been on my radar for now for about a couple years doing this podcast. I've always known about it, but uh, might be pulling the trigger this time around. Anyway, if you want to find someone in your area, functionaldiagnosticnutrition.com slash practitioners. But if you go to functionaldiagnosticnutrition.com, all the tabs are up there with the information on how to uh, learn more about the course, the curriculum, and find a practitioner so that you can do all the tests we spoke about on this call. Paleohacks.com is the place to go for our archives. Over 100 episodes over the last three years over there. Um, Complete listings with summaries, guest notes, video. If you're not on video, we do this on YouTube as well. And uh, everything's over there. Of course, social media is at Paleohacks. A lot of you know this is the second to last Paleohacks podcast. Next week, we got Jack Wolfson coming on to talk about paleocardiology. And aside from that, we're going our separate ways, just focusing our energy elsewhere. Um, Amazing, amazing experience over the last three years. Just fantastic teams and fantastic work, but the energy is going towards different projects. So Paler Hacks is still going to be up and running. Be sure you're following on uh, social medias and uh, the blog and everything. And then if you want to follow my projects, I'm going to be at ClarkDanger.com over there. And then as well, uh, mostly on YouTube. We're very active on YouTube with a community of personal growth enthusiasts talking about, you know, how to get the most out of life and and use journaling as a tool to develop yourself um, further. So I'd recommend that's the best place to find me and love to have you over there. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you back here next week.